Welcome to Doctor Who's Line Is It Anyway, where everything's made up and neither script nor canon matters. Hello, and welcome to Doctor Who's Line, is it? Anyway, a brand new podcast where we're taking existing episodes of Doctor Who and improvising new dialogue and new plots over the top of them. This introductory episode will see a few of the people who've been involved in making the early stories that we've done for the podcast, telling you a little bit about who they are, how they got involved, and what they'd like to see for the future. OK, right, well, I'll um, I'll kick this off then. Hi, um, my name is Miles, and uh, my podcasting experience is extremely limited. I've written in to the Blue Box podcast on quite a few occasions. I have guested on Podcasters Royale, the man with the golden gun edition, if you're interested. But this is the first podcast that I've really had anything to do with properly, mainly because I came up with the idea, so I suppose <laughs> I kind of had to. Really. <laughs> Obviously, as time goes on, we're all playing various different roles throughout the history of, uh, of Doctor Who, but we're starting off very early on. So I'm actually playing the first Doctor. I've got William Hartnell's part. It's a very different first Doctor to the one that everyone's used to. He's from the north of England, this first Doctor, He's very grumpy and acerbic, like William Hartnell was, but he goes much further with that. Yes, he's a, he's a bit of a perv. He's got a he's got a bit of an eye for the ladies, so yeah, that's kind of his bag, if you like. For future stories in the David Tennant era, which we've done a few of, I play a few different characters, including some ladies. Uh, that should be fun. But as for where it goes from here, I have no idea because obviously we're making it up as we go along. <laughs> so, uh, I am Cat. Um, I'm playing Susan, amongst other characters. I'm sure down the line, I'm part of the Verity podcast, and I do improv here in Edmonton, Alberta. Still learning, not doing anything professionally, but it's an addictive habit. So any way I can get to act silly and make stuff up, I'm happy to do. And man, this sounds like an AA meeting. (laughs) 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 I'm addicted to improv. And this is before we get to Ian, who is the the Mm. addict. (laughs) Hi, my name's Tony Eccles, and I play the part of Ian one of the two teachers, uh, companions to the first Doctor, and I don't have any experience in doing improvisation, and my experience of podcasts is actually quite minimal, so if anything, I'm an example of anyone can have a go. My motto, one of hundreds, is never say no, do anything once. Um, There are exceptions, eating raisins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's just one. Um, I've sort of developed in a little bit, so that he, the students have frustrated him to the extent that he started making vodka in the school <laughs> premises, secretly uh, brewing it, secretly drinking it, and secretly sharing the stuff. But of course, you can't have vodka on an empty stomach. Oh, yeah. oh no, absolutely so he not. So insists on people having potato chips or crisps. <laughs> and that's something he feels complements the taste of vodka. I'll let you decide that. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Sue, and I play uh, Barbara, at least in this first time, my very first podcast, and that's about it. 
Yes, that was boring. exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing interesting about her at all. Why do you? Why does? Why does Barbara sound the way she does? Like, oh, why, why is she from New York? Why, why did you give her some of the traits? Um, just yeah. because I think it's fun to be. I like that accent. I have relatives in New York, and so they're a lot of fun to be with, and love the accent. I have been acting for a while, so it's just kind of fun. And I thought, yeah, Barbara looks like she could be from New York. She's she could do that. She's. She's strong. She's tough. You've used that accent for other characters. Before? Yeah. In theater and things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, accents will be changing as we go along, obviously. Uh, sometimes within the same story for the same character. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Will yeah. be changing. <laughs> other accents are available. You never yes. know what accent you're going to hear. <laughs> Hi, my name's Derek, and believe it or not, I'm kind of the shy quiet guy in the room. <laughs> I'm an actor and an improviser. I got my improv training at Second City in Chicago, and I've also done some stage improv at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora, Illinois. Like everyone else, I love the show Whose Line Is It Anyway, and I remember the game that they played on our film dubbing. So when I, I found out about this podcast, which is, I've never been a part of any podcast before, this is my first one, I thought, how fun would this be? And, uh, and what a challenge to try to do something like this and to do it over Skype at different time zones and different areas of the world. It's just, it, it's, it's amazing that Miles has pulled this off. Hello, my name's Jenny and I'm playing her in An Unearthly Child. I love the idea of Miles's project. It's a little like whose line is it anyway with a Doctor Who slant. He's brought everyone together and we've been recording for quite a few weeks now and it's been great fun. I'm a natural giggler, which doesn't help because it brings out the worst in us all. We've had a lot of fun recording. Um, I think it's going to be a brilliant thing because it's great fun and you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know how the story's going to develop, which is quite a challenge, really. I've done improvisation work before, but only at youth theatre. So this is quite something for me to actually try and sort of like create a story but whilst watching the actual story on the telly. Um, I think I imagined her to be quite daft uh, with a northern accent, but that's because I've got a northern accent and I can't do any other. <laughs> but I'm going to try. Um, so I look forward to seeing how the actual podcast is received once, it out, once it's out, and I hope it sort of like goes down really well with everybody and that everyone takes it with a pinch of salt for what it's meant to sort of like be. So, Miles, thank you for letting me be involved. I've really enjoyed it, and I hope it's received mm. really well on the outside world. Hi, I'm Randy. Um... In the earliest story, I'm doing a bit of a stretch as old mother, who I... Uh, Not as much of a stretch as you think, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Depends on your perspective, I guess. But um, who I envisioned as um, old mama, so she's got a little bit of a character to her, and I'm not going to spill any spoilers here about what goes on with her character. But the word spell may very well be reduced. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the other character that I've been uh, cast as when we get to him in the future is Mickey, way down the line in New Who, who I am playing as sort of a surfer dude who just thinks the TARDIS is awesome, man. I've been a Doctor Who fan since the early 1980s and never dreamed I'd be doing something creative associated with it but this is great hello i'm lee i'm from the blue box podcast and i have uh, appeared on an earthy child as hog and 
Hog <laughs> is uh, a caveman. He's Papa Caveman. He looks like he's always stunned and shocked and a little bit kind of vacant. So the first time I tried to put my acting skills upon his face, uh, the first, you know, it, it was obvious that he just didn't have a clue what was going on and he just made up stuff. I remember reading somewhere that uh, tribes of people uh, would test poisonous mushrooms on their elders to, to, you know, just to see whether they're edible or not. And if they died well, hey, they were old, so it didn't matter. Um, so I kind of imagine him having been tested <laughs> with all kinds of weird and wonderful vegetation, and he's just lost it. Anyway, that's the backstory to the character. Hog is, oh, I love Hog, he's great. Um, so I, I had the pleasurable kind of way of acting that doesn't sound right does it but you know what I mean it was an interesting way of acting because all I did was look at him and make stuff up and I got some lines in there that seemed to make people laugh which is a nightmare of course because then you start corpsing I don't know what I'm going to say it just comes out and weird stuff came out and in fact it was quite an interesting concept because it meant that I didn't have to interact with anybody else at all therefore i could make up absolutely anything and everybody else had to kind of react to it and even if they reacted to it in a you know it didn't have to be specific they could just be surprised and like what's he on about so i loved it i loved that part it was good but the second one i'm in is the garlics just see what you did there it's like that that's good now the garlics the darlings hey i would call it the darlings myself and just made them all very lovely stage actors <laughs> it's probably a massive stereotype i do apologize to any actors out there real ones uh, yeah so i play a dalek and next to simon brett who can actually do a brilliant dalek impression and foregoed his <laughs> dalek impression to do like a bit of a wide boy with me which was hilarious so uh, the Daleks, a little bit, I suppose. Am I giving it away by saying a bit Peter Cook and, and Dudley? Yeah, possibly. Anyway, that was very fun as well. And again, we could almost get away with doing what we wanted because we had a lot of scenes on our own. So my improv and acting experience comes from, oddly, not talking. It comes from the radio, I suppose. Mm. I have actually been a comedy waiter for 10 years, but I never spoke that much. I was a bit of a dumb waiter <laughs> and a bit of a silent clown, I suppose. So my improv is a bit naughty, it's a bit mischievous, and um, I do like making stuff up on the spot. I'm in something at the moment which requires improv narrative for a comedy web series that's going to be released in a few years' time. Mm. I've done some small kind of local films, and the radio is really where all my gobbledygook comes from, I think. The talking side of it, I can talk forever. So much so that I did a 27-hour non-stop radio show. Wow. <laughs> My goodness, I did. I talked for that long. Uh, this is far too long as well, isn't it? It's supposed to be one minute and one fine. <laughs> anyway, that's that's me. Um, so there we go. So how did everybody hear about the uh, the podcast and want to get involved and what did they think when they heard about it? I'll say first of all, by the way, before anybody asks that question, that it was a little idea that I had in my head from a while ago. Um, I used to run um, a local Doctor Who group down in the southwest of England, where I'm from, and we did all various different things that, that people did in groups back in fandom in the day. You know, we'd, we'd watch episodes and we'd play games and what have you. And one of the things that we did was we had the script book of Talents of Wang Chiang. And so we did uh, our own version of that and we strayed quite a lot from the script and threw in different characters and things and, and, and funned it up a lot. And that was good. Uh, and, and we then tried actually live dubbing over the top of existing episodes. So we'd watch what was going on on the screen and we'd have different characters mm. and, and we, we did that and completely made up on the spot. 
it was frantic and chaotic <laughs> and and bizarre but there was some brilliant stuff that came out of those and i'm quite looking forward to, uh, to when we get to doing these the stories that we did of seeing what the difference is between mm. w- what we did back then and what we're going to do now and that was, if you like, that was the basis of the idea of taking that and thinking, I'm always hearing people doing DVD commentaries on podcasts where they're just talking over the top of episodes. Then if it works as a podcast now, then then why can't we do exactly the same mm-hmm. thing as I used to do way back in 1990-something with these these other people and, and then just release it as a podcast and let people actually just play it along with the episode. So that was the basis of the idea. And I just started asking people to, you know, would you like to get involved? So, Kat, I asked you. What did you think when I asked you? Um, well, I mean, the word improv came up, so I was happy. And I was like, yeah, of course, improv, yay. Immediately I was like, what did I just agree to? Because <laughs> I tend to, you know, leap before I look. So it's, there aren't enough Doctor Who things that involve comedy. Um, and when you love something, you have to make fun of it. That's like one of the rules of the world. And to, to do so in a, a loving way, of course. But there's not enough comedy podcasts. There's not enough transformative works for Doctor Who outside of, you know, fan fiction, fan videos, like that. This is an entirely new, different level of transformative work, which I'm totally in favor of. So yeah, I was totally enthralled by the idea. And honestly, if, if I wasn't totally enthralled by the idea, then I wouldn't be here. Because I can't I can't half commit to something. Either fully commit to it or, you know, <laughs> ditch it completely when it comes to projects. I don't have the time to kind of half help with something. Yeah. I, what you said there is a very good point because it was another thing that, that came to mind when I was sort of formulating the idea for it was that there was to my mind anyway to my to my knowledge nothing like what we're doing out there with the closest thing that i could think of was the podcast commentaries that that other that other podcasts do but i was I'm not aware of anybody else doing anything dramatically based like this i know but i know certain people have done various sketches and things in 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 podcasts but i don't know anyone else is doing mm. this the closest thing i can think of is like riff tracks who yeah. who make a living doing like funny commentary but it's kind of commentary slash sketch but everything's pre-written you know pre-recorded and then dumped onto a onto a show or movie whatever there isn't that kind of you know running without without breaks that that improv kind of gives you i was uh, in on the internet one day and miles got in touch and told me about this project and i thought what a great project that would be to get involved with um, and that was my reaction um, to the idea was that this is this is so good, you know. Podcasts are quite new to me, but improv I've seen on Whose Line Is It Anyway, which we've all probably seen from time to time. But also, you know, the way that people have improvised on old films, the old black and white films in particular. Mm-hmm. I used to stay up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, which was like drunk students o'clock, <laughs> to watch, I don't know who it was who were doing these films, but actually improv sessions on these fantastic old films I'd never seen before and I thought that is great entertainment I actually want to do something like that and here I am actually contributing to Doctor Who improv podcast which is actually really exciting so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be involved is because I've always wanted to have a go I wanted to get involved because I'm a yes man mostly I, I can't turn down an odd and creative and bonkers idea normally I say yes to most things and I have to actually stop myself from saying yes for some things because it does eat up time this is particularly tricky because obviously you've got to get everybody together on a on one day from across the pond of course and, and around the world everybody's got to be at reasonable time of day or night to be skyping at the same time 
I think it's a really, really brilliant idea. And it reminded me of the flashing blade. But I think the flashing blade was improv and then kind of light scripting of sorts because it was pretty tight. With this one, it's pretty loose. And I'm going to be honest there. But there's something about it that is quite funny that it's quite loose. It is a good idea. And I wanted to get involved, yeah, simply because I, I, I'm a yes man, really. I come to find out about the podcast uh, through Sue Cook, actually, who I work with, uh, Sue and Randy both, actually, on a, uh, a TV show that we're working on uh, called The Dedersons. It's a kind of a throwback to the 1950s-style American sitcom where, you know, if it was like the Munsters meets Leave it to Beaver type yeah. thing. And it's um, about a, a family of zombies uh, that live in, in an infected town, and they just live their lives like normal people, so... You can catch it on uh, YouTube right now. Check out Notebook Entertainment for that. And it's coming to Amazon Prime soon. So but getting back to this, Sue had posted something, a Facebook page or something, a link on a, on a, the, the Doctor Who's Line Is It podcast Facebook page. And I saw that and I thought, this sounds like a lot of fun. Let me try it. And I've done a few episodes now. Um, I started with uh, the garlics. I kind of came on late and... And the, my very first time, I didn't even want to do anything. I just wanted to listen to everybody and see how everything went. Um, and then the very next episode, I jumped on board. It's been so long ago, I don't even remember the character I was playing. <laughs> but uh, I tend to play characters who die <laughs> for some reason. Um, I, I think every character I did, they all end up dying. <laughs> so, but that, that's which is fine. Um, I love playing the aliens. I love playing different characters. And I, I'm finding how challenging this really is. It, it, it's tougher than it looks, but it is so much fun. And this is a great group to do this with because we're all very supportive. And, you know, it's not one of those things we get down on. We have a big laugh at the end. And, and yeah, there's there's tendencies at times, oh, I should have said that. Or, oh, it would have been funny if I would have done that. But, you, but it is, uh, you know, it's just fun having that collaborative uh, spirit going on. And, and these guys are great to work with. So uh, Sue and Randy, you you are actually a couple. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> um, how did how did you get involved, and what did you think when you uh, when you heard the idea? Um, actually, I was asked by Jenny, and and if I would consider this, and I thought, oh my gosh, this will be so much fun! Excellent! And then I got to talk to you, Miles, and said, okay, when do we receive the script? <laughs> and you said there is no script; it's improv. And that's when I fainted. I thought, oh my, oh my, oh, the whole thing's improv. Okay, all right, that sounds like a lot of fun. And and it just went from there, and it has been. It's been a blast. And um, I'm I'm very excited to be part of it. So I have Jenny to thank for it. Thank you, Jenny, you're awesome. Thank you. And thank you, Miles, and thank you, Kat. But it was a, it was a shock to me that this was improv, because I, I do remember that distinctly. It was, I got off, and I looked at Randy, and I said, Excuse me, I got off of talking with you online, and I said to Randy, "Oh my God, the whole thing's improv." <laughs> so yay! So Randy, um, presumably you heard from yeah. Sue. Yeah, I, I think I was there witnessing the first recording session that Sue did, and I guess to, to be honest, we, uh, saw it as something that I thought would be a lot of fun, but wasn't sure I could handle it. And I have a background of being a very shy, reserved person who just a few years ago would never have dreamed I'd be doing something like this. And Sue gave me a little bit of a push, and here I am. No, I shoved and, him. 
I shoved him hard. <laughs> oh yeah, you're coming. <laughs> you're coming along with us. Come on. There's the honesty. No, that, it, yep. it didn't really take that much. And and this is yeah something that I I don't have a whole lot of self confidence in yet. But it's great fun and it's a wonderful supportive group of people. And I'm looking forward to this going on for a long time and continuing to grow and all of us growing with it well we've got we've got 52 years <laughs> currently <laughs> to deal with minus the wilderness years but that's still an awful lot oh, of yeah. stories and an awful lot of characters which is a good point anyone listening to this who would like to get involved is more than welcome to join the group obviously as you can tell we're a very widely based group uh, we've got people from all different parts of the globe so we have to try and fit recording sessions around when everybody can manage not everybody can manage every time but that's not necessarily a problem because there's we, we will have as time goes on stories where you probably don't hear any of us involved it will be other people who are playing the, the characters and and that can be that can be fitted around whenever they can manage so anybody who wants to get involved please do so we will give you some details as to how to contact us and we'll then discuss with you what what we do properly and how you can how you can join in uh, we'll, we'll add that at the end of the podcast that we're doing now so so um we're starting from the very beginning we just thought this is a fairly sensible place to start it's a good jumping on point starting with an unearthly child we're also going to do the Daleks, we're going to do Edge of Destruction, so we've got an initial 13-episode run. Also helped by the fact that, obviously, those three stories are part of the In the Beginning box set. So if you've got the DVD of An Unearthly Child, you will have the DVD of the other two stories as well. So that makes it easier to play the podcast along with, with what we're doing with the episode. But after that, we're going, to, we're going to jump around. We're going to be doing different Doctors, different eras, new series, old series, and there'll be different voices involved I'm so well. excited. Yes, so, so uh, just to start with, we've got our original characters, but this will change as time goes on. So to everybody, you know, well, where would you like to see this going, and do you have any, any hopes or any desires for the future regarding what Not we're doing? Long, 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 <laughs> I would love to see this go live at conventions in the future. <laughs> in, in the future when you're not doing it? No, no. <laughs> well, that, that would get easier when we have more people involved and maybe regional right. clusters that could more easily get together physically. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd love to see something done like it, done in person yeah, um, yeah. with the, the show being broadcast up on a, on a screen somewhere and people mm-hmm. acting silly in front of the screen. And I'd love just to see more and more people join up and more and yeah. more people you know mm-hmm. you know fulfilling that dream of of being the doctor for an episode sure. and giving their spin to the doctor at, at conventions you could even take a volunteer to round out the cast yes. throw somebody into the deep end <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> another thing of course it would be easy to do when we're in a live situation like that would be to take audience oh suggestions, yeah oh that would be cool which is something that we'd like mm-hmm. to get involved with what we're doing that for, would be a lot um, of fun. from the, the major improv show that most people will probably be aware of, which is Whose Line Is It Anyway, which is where the podcast gets its name from. There are sections where they, uh, the host will will offer up ideas as to what the uh, the scenario will be, what the characters that, uh, that the actors will be portraying are, or lines of dialogue that they have to say, or situations that they have to involve, or different film and movie styles that they have to do. So that's something that we could certainly do live, but it would be nice if we could have ideas from people 
which again will give that link at the end of what mm -hmm. we're doing here mm -hmm. now as to as to what people can actually suggest so if you want to see for example uh, the demons when we get around to doing the demons if you want to see that if you want to see azal as i don't know a sports commentator mm -hmm. say for example um you want to suggest something like that or if you want to uh if you want Bessie to make a certain noise when the doctor's driving it, say for example you know, anything, any weird and wonderful suggestion like that we will endeavour, if we can to incorporate that into the podcast if Absolutely. we do, we will credit whoever has made that suggestion and say right, well this is what we've been asked to do this week this is what I'm going to try and do so <laughs> if you want to get involved in that way absolutely please feel free Yeah, because I, I, I really like the old adage that and for improvisers um they're supposed to be like the audience's champion mm -hmm. and they're supposed to do all the silly foolish stuff that the audience would love to do but they're really they're too shy or they're too scared or they don't want to look silly or the the champion is there to do all that stuff for them so if you've always wanted to see you know black orchid as a uh, rom-com or you know see it as a, a horror film or whatever then you know you let us know and give us those ideas because we can't think of every single idea um on our own nor would we want to because that mm. would be very confusing no the beauty of improv is obviously reacting to the unknown and if we're getting suggestions from people as to, as to what to do that fuels us that gives us a drive it gives us a purpose so yes please any ideas from anybody uh, more than welcome and anybody welcome to get involved in any way shape or form that they want to do basically mm -hmm. anybody wants to you know submit music or ideas or lines or get involved and play parts we have an open door policy here yeah. we're a conduit from, apart from when it comes mm -hmm. to leaving we do not have an open door when it comes to leaving <laughs> <laughs> hotel california huh <laughs> now another question is where do you see this going and to be honest with you I, I don't really have any expectations. I, of course, you always want to see things that you're a part of to, to, to do well and, and to go places, but I, I'm just having fun exercising that improv muscle and doing this with, with, a, with a great cast. It's, uh, yes. it's a lot of fun to do, and that's, that's just the enjoyment I get out of it. If something were to, great were to happen where, you know, something bigger than this, uh, that's awesome, but... Uh, for me, I'm just having fun doing this, and it's it really is a lot of fun, and I really hope a lot of people would like to come on and, and come play with us. I'm hoping we can do every Doctor Who episode, because I want to play a Dalek, I want to play a Cyberman, I want to play a Sea Devil, because I've actually got a great... I've got a great Sea Devil voice, <laughs> like some Italian gangster. Um, so they're the sort of ideas I have. Definitely. So that's where I see it going, and then I, I'm hoping we can sort of springboard from there onto other things. It's just going to be a lot of fun and hopefully people can come along for the ride. I see that the project manager, Mr. Miles Northcott, actually <laughs> is starting to get people who can actually act involved. Um, it's just great because that will really up the amateurs' games. <laughs> Me, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I would like to see these podcasts being listened to lots of people enjoyed and I'd, I'd just like honest feedback and for people to say yeah I really had fun with that and actually you know point us in the right direction because I'm quite new to improv I'm new to acting new to improv new to this sort of thing but I've always wanted to have a go and one thing I, I forgot to add um, for one thing I did want to add is it is so much fun 
to come up with characters. Um, yes. As an actor, it's one of the things that I love doing is coming up with a brand new character, something I've never done before, something I've never tried before. This is the place. They always say that improv is the place to fail because even if you fail, it can still be funny and it can oh, yeah. still be good. Another thing that yes. they teach you in improv is that if you commit to a character, you don't have to be funny. In fact, if you try to be funny, you're usually not. People find humor yes. in characters and people being characters. And if you commit to that character, no matter what happens, it is still funny. And it is there's no better feeling than when you are totally in character and you are just going off and you can hear people snicker in the background because they're just really enjoying what you're doing. And that that is one of the best things, um, the, one of the best feelings for me. Thank you. And that's the end of it. Bye. Okay, so now you know what we're about. Join us next week, the 23rd of November, when the adventure starts. Follow us on Facebook, Doctor Whose Line Is It Anyway, or on Twitter, Doctor DR Whose Line. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and Audioboom. Join us next week.